Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Stand up for your country. COVID retreating. Good news, right? That's the subject of this evening's talking points memo. First, the stats, because we are stats people here. I don't know about you, but I'm so tired of speculation and conspiracies and all of that, particularly when it has to do with our health, life and death. So let's let's get the stats down first. All right. So as of February 2nd, right last week, cases are down 53 percent in the USA since their peak January 15th. Okay, 53 percent. That's a big drop, obviously. Hospitalizations down 18%, all right, uh, on the seven-day average, and they're going down. Interestingly enough, deaths are not going down because those who are infected by Omicron um, and who have, you know, a poor um, immune system, older people and people who have uh, other diseases, um, they're still getting knocked down. But the mass transmission of COVID is on the decline. And uh, I predicted this uh, back on January 17th. Go. This is one of those things that hits hard, stays for a couple of weeks, and it looks like it's down. Let's pray by Valentine's Day, middle of February, that this thing is on the way out. So Valentine's Day next Monday, I believe the stats will hold and get even better. Now, I'm not a genius. I mean, that's not a hard analysis. If you look at South Africa, where Omicron started and hit hard, and then for some reason diminished. And South Africa doesn't have, you know, the mass vaccine uh, medical structure that the USA has. So you just say this is kind of a nature taking its course here on another strain of COVID. Anyway, so um, the states are doing the right thing. California knocking out mass mandates for vaccinated people on February 15th. Okay, that's next Tuesday. Jersey dropping mass requirements for students and employees March 7th. Connecticut, February 28th. Students and employee mass mandates dropped. Even Oregon, crazy, insane left Oregon, is dropping mass requirements for students and employees in schools on March 31st. So Oregon can't drop it this month. Now it's got to, got to wait. So why? So let me, this is important. And I spoke on uh, the Hannity radio program today about this. And that is posted on BillOReilly.com if you want to see the discussion. COVID has become politicized as everybody knows. Everybody knows that, okay? And the reason is, There are two camps, primary camps in America. There is the liberal camp, which believes that big government control is the key to happiness in the USA. They love big government. That's the left. The right is suspicious of big government, wants more individual freedom, doesn't want to be told what to do by Washington or their state capitals. So that's, if you understand that, the two philosophies, then you understand how COVID was immediately 
politicized because the left, particularly the far left, okay, wants COVID to be controlled by the government. They believe the government can control COVID, which isn't true. And now we have the proof of that. Even though Biden, I guarantee, will take credit for the decline of COVID. <laughs> Biden had nothing to do with it. In fact, under Biden, COVID was worse than under Trump. Anyway, so the left believes that big government is, is the solution to all of our problems here. The right despises big government, thinks it's a swamp, okay? And they don't trust medical authorities, all of that. Now, most of us are in between, you know, the, the real committed right-wingers and left-wingers. We're, we're in between. I'm a data-driven guy. I believe the medical studies that come out of, for example, Johns Hopkins. I believe that. Okay, now, you might not believe it. That's up to you. But I'm not a government telling me what to do kind of guy. I understand public safety and public health. All right, if you want to take reasonable precautions against COVID, I'll look at them. Reasonable. All right, so that's where we are, um, and that is the Talking Points Memo. I think if you want to hear more on this, go to, the, go to BillOReilly.com. We have the Hannity radio program set up for you to listen to, and it's worth it, I think. All right, President Schedule, he had one thing at 145. He's going to tell people about how great our manufacturing is in America. That's it, okay? And he had lunch with uh, Kamala. That's nice. I hope they had a nice lunch. Um, so every day I give you the president's schedule and every day doesn't do anything. Okay. And, and why? Why doesn't do anything? Because the people running the White House, and we'll have something on Jill Biden tomorrow, by the way, because I've been digging into this, how much influence she has there. That's tomorrow. But the people who run the show in the White House is Ron Klain and, and uh, the others. Okay. They don't want Biden out there. It's obvious that every time he goes out there for a press conference or even photo ops, it's a disaster. They don't want him out there. So they're not going to put anything on a schedule. They don't want questions of Jen Psaki. You know, the more things you put on a schedule, the more questions are going to be to Psaki. So they don't put anything out. And he doesn't do very much. Now, behind the scenes, maybe he's working, you know, as hard as I work. I doubt it, but it's possible. All right, one poll took a uh, study, a survey, on behalf of American Life, which is an insurance company, and asked people about their financial situation. All right, so seven in 10 Americans say they are living paycheck to paycheck, which is a disaster. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you have no freedom. You have no options. You're in trouble. 70%. Do I believe that stat? No. I think it's about 50%. But people will, you know, they'll say things in these surveys. 63% do not think they'll reach a level of financial security in their lifetimes. It's up to you. It's up to you whether you reach financial security or not. It's how you live, how you manage your money, how smart you are. It's up to you. All right. And on average, respondents feel they would need $686 of disposable income every month to feel financially comfortable. That's income after Mortgage and rent paid, food bills are paid, insurance is paid, whatever it may be. 686 in cash. All right, then they would feel good. That's the survey. 
So this is very important what I'm going to tell you right now. It is not hard to earn money in America. In fact, it is easier to earn money here than any other country in the world. Because we have a population of 330 million people, most of whom consume things. All right? So there is a tremendous flow of supply and demand. But in order to make money, you have to know something. All right? You can't be dumb. You can't. If you're dumb, you're not going to make any money. You have to either know a lot and have some vision of what's happening so you can help your employer or start a business yourself, or you have to develop a skill. So if you can fix something, you can make money, good money. Okay? It's not hard to make money, which is why millions of foreign nationals are crossing into America illegally every year. Because it's easier to make money here, even if you don't know the language. Even if you have no skill, if you work hard, you can make money. All right, so that's true. But if you have no discipline, and if you don't understand that money doesn't, isn't there so you can buy a Ferrari, it's there so you can acquire freedom. The more money you have, the more options you have. If you want to move out of an oppressive situation, if you have money, you can. If you don't have money, you can't. If you want to take a couple of breaks a year and go on vacation to clear your mind, okay, you can if you have money. You can't if you don't. If you want to eat healthy food so you live longer, you can if you have money. You can't if you don't. You have to eat fast food garbage that will put you in the grave early. That's what it's all about. Is this taught in our nation's public schools? No, it isn't. All right? It's not taught at all. Life is hard. The government is not going to make it easier for you. The only person who can protect you in this life is you. So wise up, get as educated as you can, develop a skill, and you'll make money. You won't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And then when you do make money, you save it. You don't waste it on cocaine or whatever the hell else is floating around. My father said to me, you save 10% of everything you make every week. And I did. I didn't listen to him very much, but I listened to him on that. From the time I was shoveling snow, 10% went in the bank of every check I ever got, or every cash I ever got. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, Understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. 
Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. All right, that's important. Because prices are rising, all items in the USA, everything we need to buy up 7%, going higher. Food up 6%, energy up 30%, 30% it's up. Energy, gas, heating, air conditioning, 30%, going higher. Why Biden has lost control of the economy. That's why didn't have this under Trump, did we? CNN, New York Times, did we? Most important thing Trump did in office in his four years was get the economy working for the American people. That is it. That was his master achievement. Okay. You know the stats. You know your own personal situation. Ukraine. So Putin's not going to do anything until after the Olympics because he's pals with Xi now, and he's not going to disrupt the Chinese exposition by invading Ukraine until that's all over. And the Olympics are a disaster, by the way, because of COVID, because of China. They're a disaster. Next week, I'll analyze it further, but it's just not coming together. But anyway, if Putin invades Ukraine, Biden says he's going to slap economic sanctions on Russia that will crush their economy. And the main sanction would be to shut down this Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Go. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do you, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly? since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Okay, Biden doesn't know how he's going to do it. All right, if he knew, he, he would have told a reporter, here's how we're going to do it. I know. Hello? Put the map of the uh, Nord Stream pipeline up there. Okay, so you see that the natural gas, and that's what this is all about, uh, emanates in Russia and then goes through the Baltic Sea into Germany. Okay, see that? Most of the pipeline is in international waters. Remember, it's a 12-mile water uh, barrier to each country. Beyond 12 miles is international. So it shows up in Germany, and then it gets distributed throughout Europe. There is the Nord Stream pipeline. Now, there are two ways you can stop it. Number one, come back to me, please. Um, Germany cannot open the pipeline. Remember, it's not flowing now. This will start at the end of 2022. So Germany just simply won't open it. And that's what Biden is trying to convince the Germans to do. And really, the Germans would have to do that or they get booted out of NATO. All right. If Germany's not going to cooperate on the economic sanctions against Putin, they're going to get fired from NATO. Okay, that's what have to happen. So Germany's in a tough spot, needs the energy, but doesn't want to get ostracized. 
So that's number one. Number two, you could send seals into that pipeline in international waters and just blow the hell out of it. Now, that would be an act of war. And that would be ultra serious. But that could happen. I don't think it will happen, but it might. But the president of the United States doesn't know, but he promises that he'll do it. Now, I have to say, to be fair, and you know me, I am a fair man. I asked Donald Trump about this because he said the same thing in the history tour. Uh, I said, hey, how are you going to stop that? And he said, as he always does, oh, I'm not going to tell you, but I know how to do it. But if I tell you that will signal to Putin and then he might do something. Okay, that's that's what Trump said. But I laid out the options to you. And that's what they are. Joe Rogan. Okay, I don't live in this world. uh, He's a guy that made his name by being an ultimate fighting guy. And then he became a UFC color commentator. So he's tied in. That's his base. That's Rogan's base. And that's huge. That ultimate fighting thing is enormous. I don't watch it. I don't care about it. I don't know Joe Rogan. I've never watched his podcast. Okay? I'm very, very busy. Now, I do know that he's extraordinarily successful. He has the most watched podcast in the world. And that's impressive. So whatever he's doing is working on the podcast level. He does three to four episodes a week out of Austin, Texas. They average two hours and 34 minutes, if you can believe it. I mean, you got 45 minutes with me. He gives two hours and 34 minutes on average, could go longer. And he has big, huge names um, on his program. And as I said, he did very, very well. Now, a company called Spotify carries him all over the world. And now people are trying to get Rogan thrown off Spotify for two reasons. Okay, number one, he brought on a guy named Dr. Malone, who you've seen on Fox News as well who is dubious about the government's combating COVID. And Malone is a controversial guy. All right. And Rogan pretty much let Malone say what he wanted to say and didn't really have a counter to it. So that angered the left, particularly the far left, Neil Young and Crosby, Sills and Nash and uh, Joni Mitchell, all these, all these music people who whose material are on Spotify, they said, no, we're not going to do Spotify anymore. We hate Joe Rogan. Kick him off because he's uh, not doing the responsible thing with COVID, number one. And then number two, somebody dug up some N-word stuff that Rogan said. Okay, I I mean, you know, you can dig up stuff on anybody, but you shouldn't say the N-word. And I know that the rappers say it, and I, I, but you shouldn't say it. Rogan apparently said it. He's apologized for saying it. Okay, I didn't get too deep into that. I don't really care very much about it. What I do care about is the argument about free speech. So joining us now from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, is Steve Lubikin, who is the co-author of the book, The Business of Podcasting, How to Take Your Podcasting Passion from Personal to the Professional. Wow. I don't, I, don't, I, don't do, I don't call this a podcast. This is a broadcast. We're an independent news agency here. Maybe I am a podcast and don't even know it. <laughs> but 
where we distribute through, you know, our own uh, corporation, BillOReilly.com, and then through the first TV and through WABC radio and, and all of that. But anyway, um, I'm not in this world. Why, Steve, is Rogan on the outs with the far left? I assume the far left is trying to get him canceled. Why? Well, you know, Bill, I think one of the problems is that we live in an age where um, expertise and celebrity and um, facts are colliding. Um, we have people who are celebrities who are given a level of authority that maybe they don't necessarily deserve. And th this is people on both both ends of the political spectrum, um, people who are celebrities who may not be uh, experts are knowledgeable about the topics they talk about. Now, Rogan has admitted uh, that he's not an expert, and he's said some very unflattering things about himself, frankly, in some of the articles that I've read. Um, and that's not a bad thing for a host to okay. be uh, I understand that Joe Rogan is, is a fighting guy, and that's his base. Whoopi Goldberg is a good example of a celebrity who has a uh, platform on a news program with ABC and who doesn't know much about history, to be kind, okay? But somebody is trying to cancel Rogan, okay? And I got canceled, and I know exactly the groups that did it. They were paid to do it. But I don't know who's trying to cancel Rogan. Do you know? I don't, but I think the important thing to understand about Rogan and the difference between what Rogan is doing and what other podcasters do is he has an exclusive arrangement with Spotify where Spotify is paying him an enormous amount of money. The number that I've seen is about $100 million a year. Um, and that brings with it some responsibility. And it's okay to be uh, skeptical or unknowledgeable about the topics and to bring people on to explore those topics and educate yourself from, say, a base of zero. But uh, you need to bring on people who are responsible. And I think part of the issue has been he hasn't brought on people who are responsible or uh, who represent the mainstream of scientific knowledge. And, and that's right. where I, I, the I issue comes up. I agree with you. If you're going to bring on somebody who says things about COVID, which is a life or death threat, and those things are out of the mainstream, then you have a responsibility to bring on someone else to balance. And I think that is a great point. And Joe Rogan should do that. And second point, he's not making $100 million a year. He's not making anything close to that. So people should know when they read and hear that kind of nonsense to just put it aside. That's all PR. That's all stuff. But he is making more money than anyone else in the podcast world. And I appreciate you being honest that you don't know who's trying to take him down. That is the key question here. And I don't know either. I'd like to know, I'm trying to find out, but there is an organized concern, all right, I'm using that like an organized cabal trying to destroy this man because he is powerful. He reaches so many people, but I don't know who it is. But believe me, this is not what they call organic, all right? Yes, he made a mistake with the COVID thing in the sense that he didn't balance it out, and yes, he might have said some bad words that you shouldn't ever say, but there's more to it than this, or do you disagree with that? 
I think that the the real issue here is um, Spotify for as a platform uh, for most podcasters is a um, an entry point to small audiences. But when and it, and it regards itself as a uh, a neutral platform that anybody can be on it and they don't want to get involved in censorship. But the issue is when they're paying someone like Rogan for exclusive content. They have a level of responsibility. Your your broadcasting company has a level of responsibility. The cable networks, the the broadcast networks, all have a level of responsibility for the accuracy of what goes out on their yeah, platform. Yeah, but nobody nobody cares about that. CNN isn't responsible. MSNBC isn't a responsible news agency. It's a joke. They say whatever they want for their own. You can say the same thing about Fox too. I mean, you might you know. say the same thing about Fox, but it's a little bit different story over at Fox. Because is there it? is much more diversity in the presentation over there than there is on the other two. But Spotify is out of Sweden, correct? Uh, I believe I don't Spot know. Yeah. I, Spotify sure is out of Sweden. They're out of Sweden, okay? And they want to make money. That's all. Who doesn't? They don't care about fairness. They don't care about anything. Since they're not going to dump Rogan. Because Rogan well, is no, a of course not. cow. They're not. They make of too much not. money off of But they are under pressure from these unforeseen people, and that is the crux of this story. Last word. See, I think the danger is that he has such a large audience of people who passionately follow him and passionately believe in him. And if he's delivering information to them that is not accurate and could harm them or even take their lives because they're getting misinformation about healthcare issues, that's something he needs to address. I, I agree. I'm going to try to, I got a book coming out, uh, Killing the Killers in May. I'm going to try to link up with uh, uh, Rogan. Uh, he's an Irish guy. Maybe we'll talk, <laughs> talk about uh, Guinness. I don't know. But uh, I don't know if he'd even want me on his podcast because it would certainly be a different thing than he's used to. Um, but I, I admire his success. And I think you do too, uh, looking at your book. I mean, this guy, um, not formally educated, has become what they call an influencer all over the U, all over the world, not just America. So I admire that. Okay, Steve, thanks very much for helping us out. And here is a story that I know you'll never hear about on the mainstream media. Did you ever hear the name Montez Lee? There he is. Montez Lee just got sentenced to 10 years in a federal penitentiary. You know why? He set the Maxit pawn shop in Minneapolis on fire during the George Floyd riots. Okay. Inside that pawn shop was 30-year-old Oscar Lee Stewart, who was burned to death. Okay? Now, instead of charging Mr. Lee, put his picture back up there, please, with manslaughter, the federal government did not. And in fact, Lee could have gotten 20 years for the arson charge, but was given half that by the judge. Why? Because the prosecutor, that's enough of Lee, um, a man named Thomas Calhoun Lopez, this is a U.S. attorney, said, quote, general deterrence appears to be of limited relevance given the passions and historical forces at work in the crime, which means that Lee is getting a pass, according to this U.S. attorney, because he participated 
in the Floyd riots. How outrageous is that? Enter Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, who says, hey, this is wrong and wants an explanation from Attorney General Merrick Garland, who supervises all the U.S. attorneys. And I think that should be forthcoming. Okay? Now, um, the judge who sentenced Lee to half of what he should have gotten, remember, guy died here from the arson at the set, was Judge Wilhelmina Wright, a Barack Obama appointed liberal judge. Okay? So the fix is in. The fix is in here. So what does Merrick Garland think? Biden doesn't know anything about it, of course, but Garland knows. And so Cotton is demanding answers, and good for him. Did you know about that story? You'd never hear about that story. CNN. Um, They're now hiring non-liberals. Oh, what a surprise. So Jeff Zucker's out. It wasn't about his affair or whatever he was doing. Nothing to do with it, okay? The new owners, Discovery, uh, who are taking over CNN, realize that CNN is in desperate trouble. Ratings-wise, no one watches it. And they, Zucker's the reason. So now, Zucker's gone. They appointed three people to take his place. None of those people are capable of running the network. They're all bureaucrats. They'll appoint somebody when they take over, Discovery will. But in the meantime, they, you know Chris Wallace went over there. A woman named Sarah Isker, okay, she's hired. She uh, was a spokesperson for the Trump uh, Department of Justice. And they hired Jonah Goldberg, who used to be a Fox commentator. He quit Fox, and he's a conservative. They hired him. And there'll be more, okay, because they know, they being Discovery, the new owners, that going so far left and corrupting the news gathering process, which Jeff Zucker did, and there's no doubt he did it, has led to disaster. So now they're trying to get some balance back. But here's the interesting part of this. The people who work for CNN now are outraged this is happening. They hate it. They loved Zucker. Why did they love Zucker? Because he didn't care about ratings. See, When I was at Fox, we were the dominant, the factor was the dominant number one show and wasn't even close. But to get there, I had to build a show and I wiped out Larry King. Remember Larry King on CNN? He used to be the highest rated show on cable. We wiped him off the planet. They fired King, CNN did, because his ratings are going down and my ratings are going up, okay? And then they brought in Piers Morgan, remember him? And Morgan lasted a year or so, or maybe a little bit more, and they fired Morgan. Why? Because his ratings were terrible. But when Zucker took over, ratings didn't matter anymore. You you had the lowest ratings in the world. And you wouldn't get fired if you were a committed leftist, if you towed Zucker's line. Well, that leads to a lot less profit. And Discovery is paying hundreds of billions for CNN. It wants profit. But these people are screaming, the ones on the air over there, what is terrible, what did you do to Jeff Zucker? My prediction, 50% of on-air personnel at CNN today will not be there in six months. Gone. And they know it. 
This day in history, February 8th, 1990. Andy Rooney, remember Andy Rooney? Suspended from CBS News 60 Minutes. Why? This is fascinating, and nobody remembers it. So Andy Rooney was 71 years old, and he gave an interview to The Advocate, a gay newspaper, far-left paper. Okay? And the reporter was named Chris Bull, and he asked um, Rooney all kinds of questions, and then he quoted Rooney as saying, and I'll read it in a moment, but Bull didn't tape it. We had no record. So Bull quoted Andy Rooney as saying, I believed all along that most people are born with equal intelligence, but blacks have watered down their genes because the less intelligent ones are the ones that have the most children, unquote. Boom. Even back in 1990, 32 years ago, CBS pulled him off the air. But Rooney said, I didn't say that. Roll the tape. He was trying to get me on something. He asked me about my opinions about race. And I had said in a column I wrote, and I guess I shouldn't have said this, and I, I, to this day, I'm soft on the idea. I had said that one of the things that makes it difficult in America is the least educated among us are having the most children. Okay, now you can decide whether Andy Rooney should have been suspended for that, but they brought him back because the outcry against CBS in 1990, a totally different country than it is now, okay, was huge, so they brought Rooney back, okay? Now, today, if Rooney had said that, gone, forever, banished. So this day in history is relevant to today. Good mail segment and a, a final thought about some good stuff after these announcements. You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. 
Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. All right, let's get to the mail. We got Jeff on the message board. Jeff is a concierge member. Please check that out on BillOReilly.com. It will enhance your life. Concierge membership. I would not put it past... Um, the far left and the rappers to spew anti-police sentiment regardless of what Roger Goodell has told them on the Super Bowl halftime show. They're not going to do that. These people, these vile rappers that are on a Super Bowl halftime show, and my column deals with this on BillOReilly.com. If you haven't read it, please do. Column is entitled, Does the NFL Hate Cops? It's money. These people want money. That's the primary motivator. Not race, not anything else. Money. They won't do it, I predict. Susan, rapping about killing police officers should be unacceptable in a society. Not rewarded. I will not watch or listen to anything with this sort of thing being celebrated. Does not the NFL rely on police for security during the games? Of course they do. I wonder what the cops think. Jeez. Bob Schuer, Pittsburgh, I keep hearing that if Putin invades Ukraine, the U.S. will end Nord Stream 2. How can we do that? I answered the question during the broadcast today, Bob, but I wanted you to know that my research today is because of your question. You know, I mean, I love the mail because it gives me ideas all the time. Michael, on the message board, you seem to not realize, O'Reilly, that social media has more of a dangerous impact on Americans than the major media channels. Times have changed. I don't, I don't see it that way. Because the social media is all over the place, balkanized. It's just like all over. But the corporate media, they band together. And they promote a hate Trump message and other things that gets through to most people. So we have a little bit of a disagreement there. Thomas Cook, Happy Valley, Oregon. The Durham Report revelations have become a lot like Bigfoot sightings. Sad but true. The longer this takes, the less people will care. That's true, Thomas. You're... You're right. Longer it takes, people won't even remember. Tanya, Bill, very interesting theory about the origins of anti-Semitism. As a Jew myself, I've never heard it before. I really don't know the origins of anti-Semitism, so I don't know if you are stating opinion or fact. I will tell you when I'm stating opinion, Tanya. What I gave you on the differences between Christian law and Jewish law in the beginning, maybe 200 years after Jesus died, Okay, that was fact. The Christian law outlawed, couldn't do it, it was a sin, to lend money. But Jewish and Arab law, okay, remember Muslim wasn't in play yet, they could. It wasn't a sin in their religion. And that's where the anti-Semitism arose. David Darty, Las Vegas. Bill, don't you ever get tired of being correct all the time? David, I I think you're being sarcastic, but you watch me because I don't make many mistakes, I assume. Why would you waste your time if my predictions, if my analysis 
was wrong. Why? The reason that we become, I think, the most successful independent news agency in the world is because we're 90% correct in what we do. And that takes hard work and research. Anyway, Jeff Johnson, McKinney, Texas. Wow, Bill, tonight's show, this is last night's No Spin News, was very informative. We learned so much watching. Thank you. The part about the vice president's role in certification of the electoral votes is critical. So is the update on the Durham investigation. That's what we're in business to do. Look, you watch me, you're way ahead of everybody else in the country. Way ahead. And economically, that can mean something tangible to you. Okay, Killing the Killers, pop it on up. May 3rd, you buy it from us. We will give you free a bumper sticker that says, regret your 2020 vote yet. Now, you can pre-order Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists, best reporting I've ever done, by the way, in this book, uh, from Amazon or Barnes & Noble or the others. But if you order it from us, you get the free bumper sticker. Now, another alert. The best mugs on the planet stand up for your country. They come in white, red, and blue, okay, the colors of America, Um, are back in stock, but they won't be here for long. Made in America, you'll love them. Go to the BillOReilly.com store to get them. Word of the day, do not deride when writing to us. Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Deride, D-E-R-I-D-E. Back with a final thought in a moment. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, here is the final thought of the day. There are better days ahead socially in America. 
So I think this COVID thing is going to subside to the point where we're not going to be all fearful. We can go to the movies. We can go to the games. The kids aren't going to have to wear the masks in school. I think this is going to happen. All right. So socially, it's going to be a much happier country. But politics is never, ever going to get better in the short run. Okay? There's two sides are too far apart. All right? So politically, it's still going to be very intense. Midterm is coming up in November. They will be extremely important for the future of this country. The Democratic Party, very worried. The progressive movement, very worried. And they should be. Their policies are causing massive destruction to America. And Biden is a disaster in there. Uh, And he's not going to come back. All right? He's done. It's like a 42-year-old baseball player can't hit the fastball anymore. They're not suddenly magically going to hit the fastball. Okay. So in this country, we're going to have some relief coming up in the spring and the summer. I've already booked a few trips. Okay, I need a break. You need a break. We all need a break. Okay, I'm hoping that my kids don't have to wear the mask. They're both in college. Still got to wear the mask. Hoping to get the mask off. I think that's coming soon. That'll be a tremendous relief for the kids. Not only in college, but high school and grammar school. Of course it will be. All right. And then we'll slowly get back to interacting without fear. Now, very possible that some other variant of COVID appears. That's possible. Okay, but the vaccine industry, if you saw the Pfizer uh, results today, the quarterlies, I mean, they're printing money. You know, those vaccines are gold. And these big farms, they're making, I don't know, it's not trillions, but billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars on the vaccines. And now we're going to have a pill. That's coming. Um, So I'm optimistic that this COVID nightmare, not quite over, but we're at the end of it. I hope I'm right. As I said, I'm right about 90% of the time. So I hope this is one of those times. Thank you for watching the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.